It is no secret who our first guest is going to be on this very special visit, on this very special visit to uh, West Hampton. Uh, it is, of course, Rabbi Mark Schneier, who is the founding rabbi of the Hampton Synagogue. We've had the pleasure of uh, being in the Hampton Synagogue. The Hampton Synagogue, if we would list all its activities and all of its distinctions, this one hour would not be sufficient, frankly. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about that goes on here in one of the most distinguished and philanthropic congregations on the entire globe. Um, I will say that their summer calendar, as usual, is completely jam-packed with events like crazy, many of which we've spoken about on the air over the last couple of weeks. And on top of that, they've introduced something, and this is how I welcome Rabbi Schneier, they've introduced something to the American Jewish public, which I think is a brilliant idea, and I cannot believe it's never been thought of before the Hampton Synagogue embarked on it, and that is actually having a Friday night service completely according to halachic guidelines, on the air for people to enjoy. Many Jews have been frustrated over the years when radio stations and others would broadcast Sabbath services. It would frustrate us for obvious reasons. You've come up with an idea because your service begins way before sunset to give everyone around the country through cable television a real taste of Kabbalat Shabbat in this unique forum. And with that, I say, Rabbi Mark Schneier, welcome to the Nachum Siegel Network. Welcome to the beautiful Hamptons. Thank you very much. So as of last Friday, we now have 60,000 homes watching the Friday night broadcasts. You know, I say, Joel Olstein, eat your heart out. <laughs> uh, 60,000. Uh, we have a potential audience through JBS of 49 million homes. This is just beginning. Uh, this is having a national impact. It's only... A question of other radio stations having broadcast the Shabbat service on the Sabbath right. itself. But you're talking about a community that uh, the American Jewish community has never been exposed to an Orthodox service, particularly one of this magnitude uh, with Cantor Hirschstick, the one choir. One of the world's greatest cantors. One of the world's, I may even argue, saying the world's greatest cantor. Uh, clearly, we have the preeminent. Uh, professional synagogue choir also, not only here in the States, right. but in the world. I mean, it is just such an uplifting, it, it's such an extraordinary experience that through JBS, we can now share with the greater uh, Jewish community here in the States. And if you know anything, well, I think you know me quite well. Uh, North America is just the beginning, my friend. Uh, we <laughs> that's have, where it starts. That's where it starts. <laughs> we have a treasure here that we're going to share with the world. Uh, speaking of the world, uh, this is a different environment for you than, than what you've been used to over the last couple of weeks because you spent the time that you spent uh, in, the, in Bahrain. And uh, that was, as you described to our audience, to all of us over the air, uh, a unique experience and one that if our ancestors of the Jewish people saw what was going on, I don't know if they would have believed it, the way the respect was the, the, the way the people conducted themselves for respect for Jews, for Israel, etc. I don't believe that Jews three years ago, two years ago, forget about hundreds of years ago, would, would ever have believed it. And even the way the Israeli media delegation, how they were treated when it came to the uh, opening dinner on, uh, on uh, I think it was on Monday evening, um, it was on a question of... Um, them being present. The New York Times could not come in, the Washington Post could not come in, CNN could not come in. And there was a special table of honor for the Israeli media journalists. These media journalists, Nahum, they were like a bunch of children in a candy store. 
I mean, they could not believe this experience. The idea of having that famous morning minyan, where you see myself and, and Greenblatt and, and, and my colleagues, you know, Marvin Heyer, A.B. Cooper, this came from the media, that journalists. That viral. Uh, we had a number of media journalists who are orthodox, uh, wanted to daven uh, within a minion. We had enough chews to make the minion. And yes, my friend, that went viral. It certainly did. Uh, it would be, uh, you know where we are. We're at the Beach Bakery and, uh, and Grand Cafe here Correct. in West Hampton. Correct. Uh, a, an institution that's been very important to your synagogue and community for all the years you've been here, right? That would be safe to say. I, it's an institution that's important to the greater community. Right. You know, if you think back to those television shows like Mayberry, uh, Petticoat Junction, right? Everyone on Main Street, they met in the beauty salon. Here, it's at the Bakery Cafe. This is the venue. This is, you know, the point of gravity. Not only for West Hampton Beach, but for the Hamptons. Um, and it's just a remarkable, remarkable... I, I believe this is the feel-good story of the summer. Not only well, it in, seems in most the Hamptons. media outlets agree with you. Because 100%. they're, they're after Rashid. They, they want him on their airwaves. <laughs> Let me tell you. It's not just us. And was there a fear with the change of ownership? Were you worried what, what might happen with the future of this institution in relation to the we, Jewish we were We were very concerned. Uh, the previous owner, Simon Jorna, had represented, you know, his intent, making sure that we would find someone to maintain uh, this establishment as a kosher establishment. I want to also salute my colleague, Rabbi Avram Bronstein. Uh, I mean, you are talking about not only one of the most gifted young rabbis, you know, today in our country, but when it comes to the kashrut standards here, impeccable. Absolutely, he's a impeccable. tough one, huh? <laughs> he is. You know, he has a very, very, you know, sm- uh, very high standards. He has that very quiet, gentle demeanor. But when it comes to halachic standards, you know, he's an animal. <laughs> so uh, I'm very, very, very. We'll give proud. you a chance to respond, right, Rod? See, don't worry. You'll <laughs> get your Listen, good listen. This is this is the rabbi that has the lion in the zoo. So take it as a compliment, Avram. Take it as a compliment. But uh, there were other consortiums that were interested in purchasing the bakery that had no intent on keeping this kosher. And along comes this devout Muslim. From Pakistan. From Pakistan, who happens to own the large bakery in Montauk and the gelato shop in East Hampton. And uh, it took a devout Muslim to rescue our kosher bakery. It is such a remarkable story, particularly on a personal level for me. You know, I'm gallivanting the world, building Muslim-Jewish relations in the Gulf and the Middle East. Talk about faith and In, in Azerbaijan, that. across right. the U.S., right here in my own backyard. You know, the Hamptons is a paradigm for physical beauty, for aesthetic beauty, and now it can also be a paradigm for interfaith, interreligious cooperation and coexistence. Rashid, um, we he, we actually invited him. He spoke to the congregation on Shavuos. He was in shul. He was in shul. He was in shul. To, this way, in the presence of Rabbi Bronstein and myself, we can say it was a speech under rabbinical supervision. We took it one step further. And he just hit it out of the park. And it was a love fest. And the congregation was so... Um, loving and, and embraced him and you should know uh, what he just told me a few days ago that compared to last year his sales are now 30 percent higher 
uh, this story has gone so wide. You know, not yep. everyone in the Jewish community is privileged enough to own a home in the Hamptons. So now you have all these Jewish families want to come out here on a Sunday during the week, you know, a day trip, and they now know they can have a kosher lunch, a kosher dinner, and the food happens to be exquisite, exquisite, you know, and some of the highest standard, not only from a kashrut point of view, but from a uh, culinary point of view. Uh, and it's a win-win. It's simply a win-win, both for the Hampton Synagogue and for um, and for Rashid. And the synagogue, of course, uses him and his products in the shul, right? Yes. I mean, he does bake. Uh, uh, again, you know, people ask me, Rabbi, why is this bakery so much better than other bake, kosher bakeries throughout New York? Because other bakeries are parv that have a dairy showcase. Right. This is an authentic dairy bakery and cafe that happens to have a parva showcase. Everything you're tasting here is authentic. It's authentic. It's not some faux, you know, butter or cream. I mean, it's authentic. And under Rabbi Bronstein's supervision beginning Thursday, he's already baking uh, in a separate oven his parva products, you know, for the community for the weekend for Shabbat. Including I assume. Hollas. I mean, I can tell you, even Christmas season, I offered, you know, I remember I would tell Simon we should have a sign, deck the halls with lots of holly. All right, that would be a true, true uh, medium and banner, you know, for interfaith and interreligious coexistence here in West Hampton Beach. You, uh, Rabbi Mark Schneier, of course, is with us, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. You've given us updates over the years of different things happening in the synagogue. We've had an opportunity to speak at landmark uh, uh, times in the synagogue's history. What can you tell us now in the summer of 2019? What updates can you give us aside from the bakery and your world travels that are going on right now, this season, in the shul itself? The exponential growth. I mean, last Shabbat we had close to 1,000 people Saturday morning. Oh, you had to open every door and every wall. Every huh? No, no. In fact, we publish every Monday. It's called By the Numbers. Right. So Rabbi Bronstein came up with the number zero. What was zero for? Zero talesim, zero sidorim, Zero chumashim, zero seats available at the end of the service. That's how packed. And this is a congregation that has over one thousand sidorim that were just donated, you know, by a distinguished benefactor, uh, Janie and uh, benefactors, Janie Robert Fisher. Zero, zero, zero. So the attendance is off the charts, and in particular, we are now overwhelmed by so many young people, young people coming. We're doing a host of young leadership events. Last week we did it on Shabbat with Israel Bonds. In August we're doing one with United Hatzalah. We're doing one with Friends of uh, FIDF. We're doing one with UJ Young Leadership to start building up the young leadership, the young professional, the singles community in their 20s and 30s and to bring them to shul. Um, we also, our camp, we have a day camp on Shabbat morning. Again, meeting halachic standards. We're now getting somewhere between 60 and 70 children every week, you know, with, with their parents, which is another phenomenon. But I, I think going wide and now having this as a national platform, a national audience on Friday evening, yep. that to me is the, the real coup here. Uh, that's just a phenomenon for us. To your point, there are those who might think that this is a vacation spot for people of a certain age or in a certain demographic. And they're shocked to hear what you just said. 60, 70 kids, plenty of teens, a lot of young leadership, etc. It's really a tremendous mix. 
Yeah, I, I think it's not a question of questioning the demographics. You know, people know that, particularly further east, you know, Montauk, right. Amagansen, you know, it's like a single haven there. Um, it's not the fact that there's so many singles and young families. I think the phenomenon, how many of them are coming to shul? Right. This is all, you know, people, my detractors, have always said, ah, oh, you know, Schneier and his big show on Shabbos. The bottom line for me is that I believe Shabbos should be the greatest show on earth. And here at the Hampton Synagogue, Shabbos is indeed the greatest show on earth. From Friday evening through Saturday evening in terms of the programs, the presentations, the speakers, the service, Hirschstick, the choir, the sermons, uh, of course, the food, you name it. It's the greatest show on earth because that's what Shabbos should be. I uh, I could tell you from personal experience that there are certain people who you might think automatically are your detractors, and they have said to me without your without you being present, and they have said to me for a rabbi to be able to attract to an Orthodox service a thousand people or more who likely in many cases would not be in any type of service Shabbos morning. I cannot get past that. Don't this is you know I, that kind of credit is is due, and I am going to give him. That credit. So there are people who do recognize the. Listen, incredible you know, I here. I affectionately define my rabbinate as being the rabbi of an Orthodox synagogue with a conservative congregation and a Reform membership. All right, that's how eclectic we are. The fact that the majority of our worshippers happen to be non-Orthodox and understand on the Orthodox side, I had such a loving complaint last year. I think it was towards the end of the summer, Friday night. There are three Hasidim with their Strymlach sitting two rows from the back. I've seen them, right? And people sitting back of them came over to me again in a very loving, affectionate way. They said, Rabbi, we had difficulty seeing you. And the Hasidim, we couldn't see through the Strymlach. Now, to me, that's such a beautiful, beautiful observation. It's exactly what this synagogue is all about. It is a very wide tent without ever compromising the halachic integrity uh, of our tradition. Yeah, pretty amazing. Uh, by the way, this coming Saturday night, apparently there's a big show at the uh, Hampton Synagogue. I'm sitting in our apartment in Tel Aviv yeah. back in January with my wife, Simi, who I actually asked to come over here uh, just to say hello to you, Nahum. Oh. And we're sitting and in... she's from Petach Tikva, I believe. Originally from Petach Tikva. Uh, comes from... Uh, she knew the street that my sister lives on. Interesting. <laughs> from a real traditional, you know, B'nai Akiva family. Um, and we're sitting there, and we're watching the show, Israel's Got Talent. And I'm looking at this young yeshiva bacher, like the next Lior Sushar, because we've oh, had... we've had. Been, he's been here? Of course. I mean, who hasn't been here? Leo Sushar performed here two years ago. Happens to be a very good friend of my wife, Simi's. And Uri Geller looks at Le- this Lior's guy. Leor's predecessor. Correct. Shalom, shalom. Oh, here she is. I'm just talking about you. I can't yes. believe this. Come on. Hi, honey. Sit down. I even mentioned Petach Tikva. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so Simi and I are watching this, and um, all the judges are overwhelmed by this young man's performance. Uri Geller said, this young man is going to be Lior Sushart Plus. And Uri was Lior's predecessor. No question. Right. So somehow Simi found his contact. Right. We sent him a text. We watched you. We want you to come to the Hamptons. Next minute, this would be my American debut. He's already here. This is he the first time he's performing in America. Ever in the United States. 
ever in the United States tomorrow night. Uh, I'm not going to Saturday night. Yeah, I'm not going to encourage your <laughs> listeners to drive out because it's at night. Because you know how long the drive is. <laughs> exactly. No, it's only on the Saturday night. It's about 75 minutes from the city, but still, uh, it's cutting a little too close. Unless they want right. to come for the uh, weekend, you can always look at you know the mo- the mm-hmm. uh, different inns and beds and breakfasts. And uh, I stay at the Bronstein Inn. The what? The, the Bronstein is right. Usually, the, the Bronstein has great food. Also. Yeah, it's very good. Great food. Great food. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so uh, that's how we got uh, many Hollander to right, come. And every Saturday night, and every and all appropriate. If it's three weeks, nine days, we not have Hamu, you got always, everything going on. Always, always, you can go to the Hampton Synagogue website. You know, www.thehamptonsynagogue.org. There's our brochure. But I can look at anyone, anyone in the eye and state unequivocally there, there's nothing comparable in in synagogue culture today there is simply nothing comparable and, and i know we're way over time because we have other guests but i must ask you um you pointed this out brilliantly i love the way you did this at the uh, at the uh Ichud Hatzala dinner in new york uh you are not going to find a more philanthropic or a more devoted and dedicated synagogue than this one to great jewish causes and i know that you have great pride when you tell people like you did at that dinner about that. No question. First, we hold the global record for United Hatzalah right. in the last three years. The Hampton Synagogue has donated 52 amulecycles to the math times 36,000 each. We hold the record for Israel Bonds, the largest campaign of any synagogue in the United States. We're at 11.3 million in one year. We hold the record for UGA. This Shabbat, we're doing something groundbreaking for uh, Birthright. Uh, Izzy Tapuchi, the whole crew is coming. Oh, I was here for that Shabbat last summer. All right, yeah. but this but this summer, I mean, on Shabbat right. morning, you know, the rabbi is going to make his very, very aggressive uh, <laughs> appeal, but it is a challenge gift to nine other Orthodox congregations across the country uh, to for them to match what we're about to do. We're very, very proud. I remember... When um, FIDF came several years ago, they were looking for 10 synagogues to underwrite a mobile synagogue. I think the cost was about 50000 60000 They came to us. We not only gave them one, we gave them four. We're the only synagogue like that in the world. This is also a platform uh, for helping institutions and charities both here in uh, Israel. We're very very proud of the philanthropic leadership of this congregation, and particularly when it comes to Israel. We recognize that it's the state of Israel that has restored the honor and the dignity of the Jewish people. We recognize that the state of Israel, particularly the IDF, that has chartered a new and more dignified role for our people. The least that we can do is to support these institutions. And remember, the entire Hampton Synagogue when it was built in 1994 and dedicated at that memorable ceremony by Steven Spielberg, that every nook and cranny of that synagogue was designed, built in Israel, and shipped from Israel to the Hamptons. Because we remember that at our very core, even in our sanctuary, is the state of Israel. And that's our commitment to Israel and to the Jewish people. And when you meet with world leaders, like you did a couple of weeks ago in the well in the episodes that we just cited earlier, that's what you're carrying with you. You are carrying with you the pride of the state of Israel. You're no carrying with you the pride of the IDF. And thank God, 
on the other side of the table now, or on the same side, you have people that have tremendous respect. Now, in 2019, there has never been a greater time in our history yep. to, live, to live Jewish yep. and to love Jewish. I can't even fathom what it must have been like to have been a Jew 80 years ago when, when the entire Jewish people were being eradicated, eliminated in Europe. And, and they felt and, and helpless. Helpless, and there was no country ready to take them in. Uh, we're living in the most remarkable, extraordinary times, and we don't take the blessing of the state of Israel for granted, if anything. We take that blessing to a higher level. It's not about counting one's blessings. It's about sharing one's blessings. And this community shares its blessings with Jewish institutions, both in the United States and in Israel as well. I thank you for welcoming me. My pleasure. My so pleasure. Much. It's such an honor. Thank such an so honor much. to welcome you. Rabbi Mark Schneier, founding rabbi, of course, of the Hampton Synagogue. We are here on the, literally, on the rooftop of the, of the, um, uh, of the, of the Beach Bakery Gr and Grand Cafe. There you go. Uh, here in West Hampton.